Are you kidding me? The guy asked for something spooky. Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicles. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercings? <laughs> like, no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. <laughs> How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes blow Hey, down. everyone, and welcome to another episode of Plotty Time. This week, we've got something a little bit different for all of you. <laughs> We're going to be talking about a TV show from the X-Files called Jose Chung's From Outer Space. Popular fan request. <laughs> As you already just heard this time, we have Dr. Scientist here. It is all three of us. Oh, my God. Talking about something that isn't a video game. We got so much great fan mail <laughs> about the Weekend at Bernie's episode, which just premiered last... No. Yes, a while ago. Super Mario Bros. movie also got great reviews. That was last week. Oh, you guys loved it. So, As as you guys know. So, this week we decided to do something different with the X-Files. Uh, we're talking about the episode. Dr. Scientist, do you want to give us a brief rundown of what's going on here? Uh, we're going to talk about the X-Files episode from Season 3 called Jose Chunks from Outer Space. A popular fan request. We've gotten many requests for it. People just can't shut up about this thing. Yeah, like we might have to make a t-shirt. Somehow, you know, we're, we're, we're working. Plotty some ideas Time out. loves Jose Chunks from outer space. <laughs> I'd buy it. Oh, you know, it'd be cool if we did like the, uh, like one of those seventies, like D and D style covers. Oh but yeah. Like, but for Jose Chunks from outer space. That would be sick. Oh man. I wish we could do graphic design at all. That'd be so sweet. I know. I wish I had any kind of artistic talent. Yep. I mean, you're easily the most talented one here drawing. And that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> trash. I'm real trash at drawing anything. <sighs> that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the episode originally aired first time April 26th, 1994. Whoa. Are you sure? 426. Was it 90? That's what the things, that's what Hulu said, but I don't think it was. So that was no, according to Wikipedia, 96. it is April 12th, 1996. Mm. April 12th, 1996? I wasn't even close. No, that's not, is that the, the day that X Files first started, the one you're talking about? No, that would have been. I don't think so. <sighs> oh. I did a bunch of prep to uh, talk about the number one song and number one movie, but if I have the date wrong, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's nah, fine. It's April 26th or whatever. Well, there we go. So it came out in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> did you guys, did you guys, were you guys fans when this originally came out? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I was used to watch this every, what was it on? Fridays? I think so. Fridays late. Yeah, me, I don't remember when the hell it was on. At, I know at some point it got popular and it was on at nine on Sundays. Oh, that might have been it. Yeah. Well, because I remember that The Simpsons were on at 8, and you obviously, like in the 90s, you weren't missing that, the 8 o'clock Simpsons. But I remember staying up on a Friday and watching it. I don't know. But uh, it definitely, according to IMDb, it is also April 12th, 1996. Mm. All right, so I was completely wrong. Great start. Hot start. This Too is the quality bad. you can expect from the Plotty Time podcast, people. <laughs> uh, the show, if you people out there haven't heard about it, it is a... Show about two FBI agents, Mulder and Scully, played by David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. It's, it's weird hearing you describe the X-Files. <laughs> like somebody didn't know it. Well, you never know. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. but It hasn't had a new property since in four years. And I think that was a... Did they do a re new TV series Yeah, that was it? like a sixth episode kind of thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like the final season. And there was like movies before that? Yeah. yeah the last episode aired on March 21st. First, 
<laughs> so ran for a long time. I mean, took years off. There were several movies. Uh, very much a show that originally debuted in 1993. They tried to do like a serious procedural about FBI agents who investigated weird shit, supernatural shit, aliens, ghosts, werewolves, you know, bunch of stuff. And tried to have a sci-fi explanation for some of it, and some of it was conspiracy driven. But it was never like, how do I put this? There were there were elements and plot points and stuff that did get a little bit ridiculous, sure. But it always felt real for that universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even the stuff that was like overstated, and we'll get into it this this episode, or exaggerated or crazy, usually it was like someone misremembering or miscounting something. Like the whole point of the show was to eventually it like became episodic years long stories, and it was to find aliens. And eventually Mulder got abducted by one, we think. Yeah, and there was a whole kind of government trying to stop alien invasion angle that came on later. It was, yeah. And then there was something like they worked for the government, but yet they didn't have all of the information. And they started uncovering some secret shit, but no one ever, like, stopped them. Yeah, it, it, it gets long and drawn out. It's very complicated. Yes, yes. But this episode, uh, was this like a uh, like one of the special fun ones? Uh, it's definitely a standalone. Yeah. Who do you have? Who wrote it or directed it? Was it a guest? You would think I would have that in front of me. <laughs> the writer was Darren Morgan. I think it was his. I read that it was his first one he wrote for them. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't remember exactly. Yeah, because sometimes they'd have like guest. special guest writers yeah. and directors that would just do weird shit. And yeah, Rob Bowman was the director. I think he's a normal director for the X Files. Mm, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, also, some really fascinating special guests that were in this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get to two of them <laughs> at least later. We will get to two of them. I think the one guy, I'm going to look into this because this name sounds familiar, but we'll get into it. So just to kick off this episode, uh, we start with, it, it's kind of all over the place. It's it's like a Rashomon type episode. You have an event that happened. And right. then in this episode, you are hearing different people recount their events, but it seems like everyone is one removed. Like Scully is recounting what the people involved in the event said. Yeah, and then... Yes, yes. So it's it's like another filter of possibly being wrong about stuff or, you know, getting someone else's point of view. Yeah, and you can see the same viewpoint from different, or the same thing from different viewpoints. And these are fucking wildly different. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's kind of starting to to come back to me, but I don't remember why we originally talked about this episode, but we we all watched it at some point. We all discussed it uh, end of last year. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I don't remember exactly how we got onto it, but it kind of reminded me, uh, maybe we were talking about uh, another property that did the Rashomon type thing where it's a one event told from different perspectives. Could've and been. I think one of you said, oh, like Jose Chung from Outer Space. I'm like, what the fuck did you <laughs> just say? And it, it is probably my favorite X-Files episode ever. Well, yeah. it's highly rated. Uh, let's get into it. How about All it? All right, go All ahead. Right, let's go, man. Uh, if you haven't watched it, Hulu in the United States has every episode of the X-Files. I'm sure in your country there's something else that's streaming every episode of the X-Files. Uh, go check it out. If you have no, if you don't know anything about the X-Files, check it out. It's a pretty sweet show. But this one starts with our titular character, Jose Chung. Jose Chung's an author. He is a science fiction author who, as we find out in this episode, Scully is kind of fanboying at. <laughs> oh, like yeah. As much as Scully can be a fanboy of something. Yeah, she loves his work. She says to him several times, 
I but mean, wait a minute. Now I'm thinking, was that all bullshit? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, man, there's She knows layers. a lot. She knows at least the titles of a bunch of his and books. Jose Chung's played by uh, Charles Nelson Riley, by the way. Uh, what else has he been yeah, in? I couldn't picture He's dead him. now, but... Well, <laughs> he was also in other stuff before he died. <laughs> before he died, you think? <laughs> uh, let's see on his Wikipedia page. All Dogs Go to Heaven. That's the one. Now we're talking. Cannonball Run 2, Babes in Toyland... <laughs> No. He was very, very familiar. Yeah, he's a stage actor for a while. Let's he played Dutch Spackle in the Goof Troop. Yeah, he was in Car, <laughs> Car 54, Where Are You? Oh, that that Goof Troop. That's right. The Love Boat, he played Jesse Dobson in two episodes back mm-hmm. in 82. Oh, he was in the match game in the $10,000 Pyramid. That's Patty probably Duke show as Co- Co- Coach Cooglin. <laughs> back in 96. Okay, we don't need to. <laughs> but he's fantastic in it. He is an author. He's writing a book, and in the first scene... Uh, before we even get to the titles and Scully, actually, I should say, we start with the alien abduction. <laughs> Which is great, because it starts with the character from the episode, Rocky, and he's like checking electrical wires. He's doing work. Yes. Can you tell people about this abduction, Dr. Scientist? Oh, okay. Well, it starts with that, and then like a, a car drives by, and it has a couple in on. They're going there after their first date. And they're talking, and the guy's a, a little bit obsessive here. He's like, I love you. And she's like, oh, yeah, I like you fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and she's like, this is our first date. You got to slow down, buddy. And he's like, but I do love you. And then the car dies. Typical X-Files, uh, car losing power, stopping. Yeah, I was hit by an EMP. Yeah. So then a, a flying saucer dro- stops. Like it comes in, and then two aliens get out, and the, the, the man and the woman pass out, and the aliens start dragging them. And then another alien ship shows up with this big red alien that pops down. And then the aliens look at it. Well, all right. The gray aliens look at each other and are like, what's going on? And then it kind of just cuts to the... Uh, How the hell should I know? Cuts to the X-Files intro. The dun, 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 and this is... Oh, my God. The red alien with stop motion effects. It's so so bad. Yeah. It was very like... Uh, what is his name? Ray Harryhausen? Like his stop motion work? Sure. Is, Who? is this this not ringing a bell? No. Like the California Raisins? <laughs> they were way better than this. Uh, he he was a animator. He did. Let's see what he did. He was he's very popular. He did boop 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 boop. The Voyage of Sinbad. He did. That is a great stop motion. Mysterious Island. He did the movie Jason and the Argonauts. He did all the stop motion. Okay. For that. All right. So yeah. it was very much in like the sixties and seventies yeah. stop motion stuff, like Clash of the Titans. He did in eighty one as well. But. Right. So very much reminiscent of that. I, I really hope that he did this episode, but I don't think it happened. There's a lot of Easter eggs here too. Oh yeah, it's um, and it's just funny because it's aliens get abducted by aliens is what it seems like. And don't they actually talk to each other in English? Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, they're speaking English. Why cool? wouldn't they? You know, they're coming to the U.S. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying <laughs> they're coming down to a planet. They're probably way more advanced. They can probably just put in a chip that's like this English language. We know this. Yeah, this is easy. Let's they bring it here. Talk. Not like they're aliens and they better <laughs> learn our goddamn language when they walk in. That's not what I meant. Or a different excuse we'll find later. Oh. Spoilers. Oh, so yeah. now we get into the office. Yes. With uh, Mr. Chung. Talking to Scully. Scully is in the office. She's a fanboy. Uh, he has this really misogynist line that was pretty great when he's hitting on Scully. What? Where he, he says, like, oh, you're not. She's like, I'm actually a really big fan of your work. And he goes, oh, so you're not just brains and beauty. Uh, you also have good taste. I thought it was more flirting, but. <laughs> yeah. 
I it was well, yeah. It, I mean, he was hitting on her for sure. Well, Scully really loves the Lonely Buddha. I mean, it was a great yeah, great book. Yeah. He's also explains here that he doesn't even really like the idea of writing this science fiction book. But it was a published idea, and he wants to make money. It's all about the Benjis. Yeah, he's talking about writing a nonfiction science fiction, and he's like, no one's doing that. It's, there's so much money in it. Yeah, <laughs> just the idea alone will sell books. Yeah, and then she's like, well. One of a great line. He's like, she's like, well, as long as you uh, tell the truth. And he's like, oh, yeah. well, how can I do that? <laughs> truth is Which I thought was really Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Where he's like, how am I going to do that? Like, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. All I'm getting is recounts from everybody else. Yeah. The, he's talking about this event that happened in Class County, I Class believe they County, call Washington, it. Class County, Washington, yes. Class County, Washington. The event was the alien abduction we saw in the beginning. And... The whole story moving forward is just like half-truths, flashbacks, confusion, people talking about the same event in completely different ways. So let's just get into this meet. Yeah. So uh, so then it cuts to like Scully's just explaining what happened. And she tells the story of that this woman is discovered and she has missing time. And it's clear that she's been physically abused in some way. Well, just because her clothes are on inside out and backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone initially thought like a sexual assault took place. Yeah. She she just says it's like a date rape, I think. But. She left with a boy. They she, like everyone. Her parents, his parents, both knew that they were on di- a date. Like, mm-hmm. and she's like sitting at home, and uh, it cuts to a scene of the. She hear, she like wakes up and sees aliens at the foot of her bed, and like oh, kind of like a your classic alien abduction thing, right? And uh, she hears something out the window, and she looks, and it's the guy. I can't remember his name right now. Her name's Chrissy. I can't remember his name. Uh, Gordon? Sure. And uh, I have it written down. I'll find it. He's, he's throwing rocks at her window and he's trying to like, he's like, how are you? Are you okay? What happened? And she's like, I know what you did. Get out of here. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking? Harold. Sorry, Harold. Oh, Harold. Okay. Yes, yes. And he's very confused about yeah. this. And then Scully kind of just explains that the dad called the cops and the boy was arrested. And uh, it cuts through. <laughs> him being interviewed interrogated interrogated yeah by the local cops the, yeah, including the, local. the best character in the episode mr manners or detective manners yes, yes. <laughs> which the, i assumed was a fake name because he's the bleepily bleep I mean, cop they are all fake names oh but, <laughs> but the, he's explained that we were abducted by aliens and uh he was just trying to find out what happened and he does a great thing of the cops like, would you take a lie detector test to, to prove you didn't rape her? And uh, he's he like, yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely at first, right? Yeah. And then he eventually does and he passes. And then Jose Chung's like, oh, so he passed? And she's like, yeah. And then uh, we got called in. <laughs> and uh, Mulder's there and he's like running the interrogation. And Harold? Yep. Yeah. Changes his story a little bit. And he's like, well, if she says I raped her, I guess I raped her. Yeah. <laughs> and... and <laughs> Which is oh, um, it's not something to laugh at, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but he like completely changed his story. He was like, they were like, would you take a lie detector test saying that you didn't like you ran into aliens? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And then by the time Mulder and Scully get there, he's just like, well, I talked to her. And if that's what she says, I guess that's what happened. Yeah, yeah it's kind <laughs> of reminiscent of being defeated by our justice system. It's very believable. And then Mulder absolutely. says, would you be willing to take a lie detector test to prove that you raped her? And yeah. he's like, no. <laughs> well, prove that you didn't rape her or whatever. No, it did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he's switching, yeah, whatever. It was funny. And then Mulder goes on this little tirade about him. Your next rape will be in prison. <laughs> which is, It's a little much. It's not, it's not normally in Mulder's 
personality to say something like that, which is making me hard to believe that that was, it was just what the guy said, he said. But Yeah. So then, after that, they bring in the woman and Mulder interviews her. Mm, he does a little leading the witness. Yeah, it's a bunch of leading questions. <laughs> and after this interrogation, whatever, he is like, yeah, she has typical post-abduction syndrome. Right. Oh, yeah, which is totally a thing. And Scully's like, well, you led her with a bunch of questions, and it seems like just a reaction to stress. <laughs> yeah, I and I miss this in TV, because now it's like, event, everyone screams at each other. Event, everyone screams at each other. They're like, fuck you, that's not what happened. And in this story, they're just like, this is what happened. They have post-seduction syndrome. And Scully's like, well, this is like anything that can be brought on by massive trauma. Yeah. Like, they're too- I'm not sold here, buddy, on <laughs> your alien abduction thing. They're too young people having sex and then they're just whatever well and then so Mulder has this great idea of uh let's get her hypnotized yeah because that's what you should do and then Jose Chung goes on a nice little tirade here about the viability of hypnosis and how it's appealing to him I kind of like this part he's like as an author it's amazing to me that people can just do this with their words and nobody understands why yeah and they can't figure out how it works and he goes on mk ultra and stuff and so then it cuts back and they're hypnotizing chrissy and uh she starts recounting this alien abduction like she was in a room with the aliens probing her minds and stuff and they go on blah 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 and then Mulder's like man she just basically corroborated that story of that guy which is mm-hmm. Very jumping to conclusions here because it's not, they're not really that same. And Scully's like, Well, it sounds exactly like what you do if you would imagine you were abducted. It's a little too typical (laughs) abduction. And I love that. I love how Scully's like, I'm paraphrasing, I, I don't have the exact quote, but she said something along the lines of like, If you asked anybody out there to make a generic UFO abduction story, this is exactly what it would be. Yeah. Right. So part of it's like, Well, are all those people actually abducted or are all those people full of shit? Yep. Which is a fun, fun dynamic. I liked it. And then I like this because this is where Detective Manners is like, their stories couldn't be any bleeping different. <laughs> you bet your blankety blank bleep I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the other thing we should say is that Scully was there in class county doing interviews, talking to the su- the suspect, the victim, all this stuff. They were investigating it as an alien thing. And then I guess at some point later, Jose Chung, the author, went out. And talk to all these people as well. Yeah. I assume this I assume this whole thing is taking place long after the uh, actual ab- abduction, quote unquote. Right, right. I'm not sold it's even taking place. <laughs> right. I th- this I think, and we'll get to it later, but I think this entire story is a story by Jose Chung. Like we're watching his piece, which all this scully shit is is maybe based in reality, but could be made up. Oh. Uh, you think? I think so. All right. I could see that, but I guess they never really come out and say it anyway. I I don't know. Well, just because the the ending voiceovers, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Right. <laughs> and then after this, uh, the, this is after they talk, uh, and the woman Chrissy, right? Yeah. She corroborates the story, and then Harold. Go, they do the, as they get back to Harold. He talks about his experience. Yeah, here. they have he. Mulder asks him like about the alien abduction this time, and he kind of describes what happens. This is where they end up on the the ship. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, apparently they were Harold and Chrissy. I don't know why I'm having so much problems with their names. (laughs) But the the abducted couple were in a cage together on an alien ship. 
There was an alien next to him chain smoking. Which is hilarious. <laughs> which is great. Is Why wouldn't there be another person locked up? You know, like, why wouldn't there be? And uh, he's, Harold's like, don't worry. Calm down. I'm not going to. I'm going to make sure nothing happens to you. Right. And, and then immediately the cell opens up. And he cowers in the corner. <laughs> he cowers in the corner. And it's like the evil dead camera thing where it comes down into the cage. And she's screaming. And she gets sucked up into it. Right. And then she's just fucking gone. And he's like, what the hell? And the guy next to him, the fucking alien chain smoke, he's like, this is not happening. This is not happening. That's yeah, all he was it, saying. It's great because Mulder's like, he's like, and the alien kept repeating this line. And the Mulder's like, was he was he using telepathy? He's like, no. And it cuts to the scene of the alien smoke. He's like, this is not happening. This is not happening. <laughs> well, doesn't he ask, like, it was his mouth moving? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Mulder is still trying to yeah. act as if. He's sure. Real. He's almost 100% sure this was an alien abduction. Yeah. I feel like Mulder's lead in this hard. <laughs> yeah, he is. He hard. Is. And and then uh, Harold starts talking about they did experiments on him, and then he woke up on the ground, and that's when he went to Chrissy's house and was later, soon after, arrested. Right. Because he had, like, his shirt was all scratched. He got shit yeah. on his face. And then Scully had asked Harold if he and Chrissy hooked up that night, and he's like, yes, we did. But it happened before the abduction. Yeah, it happened way before that. This is the first occurrence of, uh, if her dad finds out, I'm a dead man. <laughs> You're right. But I mean, it's also Scully being like, well, it could be sexual trauma. They had sex. Yeah, yeah. they're young kids. And he admits that part. Right. And then uh, Detective Manor shows up and he's like, hey, there's a witness on the phone who said he witnessed her bleep an alien abduction. <laughs> Dude, okay. Before we get into this guy, <laughs> I, I, there's this is a this is an Easter egg, which I don't know if you guys got, but I actually picked it up and was like, wait a minute, is that? And I looked it up and I was right. But the the guy who plays this is obviously an actor. He's he's a guy by the name of William Lucking. He played uh, one of the characters on Sons of Anarchy. That's where I remember. Oh, uh, okay. But the point I'm getting at is his character is named Rocky Crickinson. Mm-hmm. This is a reference to a real person by the name of Rocky Erickson. Do you oh, guys yeah. have any idea what I'm talking about? No. Okay, Rocky Erickson, and I will suggest everyone go read his Wikipedia page because it's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a musician, and he was in a band, a very influential Texas band in the 60s called uh, the 13th Floor Elevators. Oh, yeah, okay. Way ahead of their time. Great stuff. And... At some point, he had some kind of something broke, like mentally. He he, something happened to real life Rocky, and it says here, and I'm just gonna read. This is where it ended up with, but there's a lot of crazy shit. But from his Wikipedia, it says in 1982, Erickson asserted that a Martian had inhabited his body. <laughs> he came to feel that due to his being alien, human beings were attacking him psychically. A concerned friend enlisted to enlisted a notary public to witness an official statement by Erickson that he was an alien. He hoped by declaring so publicly he would be in line with any, quote, international laws, unquote, he might have been breaking. <laughs> so the the whole, Shouldn't like... Shouldn't laugh at someone's mental. No. No, 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 but the whole alien cult, which they gloss over at the end mm-hmm. that Rocky's in, and they just show him standing in front of a, a tapestry or a blank or whatever it was, a banner... Uh, that was based off the 13th Floor Elevators album logo. Oh, interesting. I thought it was a nice little, uh, well, I, I don't really care, but in the very beginning of the episode when it does like 
it kind of is like the Star Wars thing coming yeah. over, and it turns out yeah. just to be his boat. But anyway, Rocky turns out to be the guy who was checking the wires by them in the beginning that they drove past. Right. Yeah, So, and then it turns out that he was a uh, quote-unquote eyewitness to everything he happened, and he's going to tell us his story. Now. Yeah, and he wrote, a, he wrote a manifesto about it. Yeah, in the last 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I didn't stop writing. I just, I just yeah, wanted I, to I wrote, make sure I had it all down. I wrote everything I saw, and, he, and he's like, I wasn't going to do anything, but then I had this awesome, well... This weird thing happened. <laughs> and it leads to the first appearance of one of the greatest things in this episode, the Men in Black. Men in Black. And just for you listeners out there, this was before the movie Men in Black came out. <laughs> so this is not a reference to that. Uh, the Men in Black movie is a reference to people like this who are described by many governments as being dudes in black suits that come and basically go, you didn't see nothing, and then fuck off. Yeah. yeah. I love when... <laughs> Rocky's telling a story, and then Mulder's like, "Well, he's like these guys just pulled into my garage." And Mulder's like, "Were they just were they wearing all black?" And he's like, "How'd you know?" <laughs> <laughs> I like when it does it in this in the show too, because it pulls in and it's like jerky shot, like yeah, they just fly in. <laughs> and when they well, R- Rocky's like, normally if someone just pulled into my fucking garage where I was sitting, he didn't say fucking, but you guys get it. He's like, no, I would be screaming and yelling and going like, "What are you doing?" And I just felt like trance, like in a trance. I just sat there and watched it all happen. Yeah. <laughs> so he thinks that there was some kind of mind, mind control, control element. Or, yeah. yeah, and then out steps one of the men in black, and it's Jesse Ventura playing one of them. Right. This is before awesome. he was governor. He just tells them all about what you saw was the planet Venus. <laughs> Dude, been... we should just do an episode where we just read his lines from the show. Oh, they're <laughs> so all fucking good. amazing. They're so wild. Good. I love when he's like, humans can't even understand how you take the two dimensional images and get three dimensional images or perception. And yet you boldly declare that what you that with your eyes you saw a UFO? It was clearly Venus. It's always Venus. Yeah, definitely everybody should watch this episode because it's great. They go off like your president thought he saw a UFO. Former president Jimmy Carter. But it's been proven it was the planet Venus. Fucking fantastic. Uh, And then Jose Chung here is also like he kind of explains that the men in black are from various cultures throughout history, there's just random things that people come up with. Uh, convergent mythology, sort of. I have another quote. Your scientific illiteracy makes me shudder. <laughs> <laughs> he has so many good lines in this. It's just so great. And with his fucking accent. Yeah, and his delivery. <laughs> yeah. He, he does it like a WWE star almost. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Oh, he's got the deep voice. It's exactly like, uh, oh, God, who's the dude? On comedy bang bang that has the Jesse Ventura voice. I know who you're talking about, but yeah, I can't think of his name. It's like a younger Skeletor, is what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. That's the best way I could put it out. Then Rocky goes on to like say, "Hey, I'm moving out of here. I can't do it. Here's here's a copy of my manifesto." And Mulder. Then it cuts to Mulder in his hotel room reading it, and it's just. He goes on to tell Rocky's story that after the, after the gray aliens. Mm-hmm. abducted the ch- the kids, the boy and the girl, Harold and yep. Chrissy, that this other alien came down and he kind of like hid. And uh, then he's like, and then it called out to me, do not be afraid, Rocky. <laughs> no, ho- no, no harm will come, come to, to you. you. Unto thou, I think he yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. And then... That, that was Lord Kimball. Yeah, and then... <laughs> he talks about how that alien took him not into outer space, but inner space. And they traveled to the inside of the planet and Lord Kimboat was showing around that Rocky was supposed to save humanity. 
<laughs> so it's good. just fantastic. And Scully basically is sitting there like, well, clearly this man has a fantasy prone personality is what she said. <laughs> yeah. And then Jose Chung says. Yeah, and then Jose Chung is like, that's a very nice way to call him fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's like, I read it. And I don't know what bothered me more. The alien orgy or that it was all in screenplay <laughs> format. <laughs> the alien sex orgy. That was so good. And then Mulder. God bless him. Mulder's like, look, I'm not saying the man isn't delusional. <laughs> He's like, I think maybe the delusional state was brought on by some trauma. So maybe he really did see something. And his fantasy personality filled in the gaps. Right. And yeah. even I'm like, fuck, that's a reach, Mulder. God damn it. But it, it's kind of how Mulder is in every episode. It is, but I, I feel like like they're turning up the dial on that, but like barely. Yeah. Like he's yeah, always like yeah. this, but he's not. I think they had to make his lines like there's there's so many scenes in this. And there's so much going on packed into 41 minutes or whatever it is. So they just have Mulder get to the point a lot faster. So he seems like. <laughs> He's being more curt or more like right, right. pushing his agenda. I, I do like how every time that these stories are being retold, Mulder is pushing more and more towards the aliens and Scully's pushing more and more towards something else. Yeah. It's very uh, good storytelling, I think. It's it's a fucking tight episode, man. <laughs> it really There's is. a lot of stuff going on, but everything serves the broader narrative. It's great. It really is. And uh, after reading the manifesto, Mulder's like, I think we should rehypnotize Chrissy and see if what she remembers is actually what she remembers. <laughs> Makes 100% total sense. Yeah. So they hypnotize her again. And she, this is one of my favorite parts too, that every time they hypnotize somebody, it's the way the people are standing in the room. Yeah. The people that she describes. Like, yeah. And then she's like. She's like, now she sees Air Force yeah, people. Yeah, it's like military people and doctors around her, not aliens. And she's like, they're talking. He's like, what are they saying? And they're just talking about, did this, did this other alien have a Russian accent? And <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Some good background. This is beyond their, co- their capabilities. Yeah, it's basically the government drilling her to see what the other alien was. And like, ah, this is beyond our capabilities. We couldn't do this. And she's like, and then eventually she gets brainwashed into thinking she was abducted by aliens. Yeah, because they say, give her, rinse her out and give her the old abduction rigmarole. Yeah. And I, I do want to just make a special note that this is the second time in the episode Scully used the word confabulation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and because it's Scully, obviously that was used correctly in both in mm-hmm. both parts. And once again, after the interview, Mulder's like, did you hear that? And Scully's like, it seemed like you and the hypnosis person were leading her again, <laughs> which they were. And Mulder's like, nah. Nope. <laughs> it just seems like the whole... Like people, people don't really do that, right? They don't hypnotize people as part of therapy, right? Not usually. Not to quit smoking I don't, I don't, stuff. Because, I mean, dude, I'm just thinking about now. Like, I've only seen it in movies and shit. Like, I don't know anyone who is actually hypnotized to like go back and revisit deep seated trauma or whatever. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's always yeah, in kind movies. Of stopped with the uh, Satan Colin or Satan cults in the 80s. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad it did because it it seemed like the point I'm getting at seemed like that was doing a lot more harm than good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, people especially are, when she's recounting different shit every time. It's like in the uh, the second Ant Man movie when the guy's like, "I've got this serum which makes you pliable and willing to answer questions we ask." And the guy's like, "So it's true serum?" He's like, "No, true serum doesn't exist." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. But uh, then while they're while Mulder and Scully are debating whether this testimony is real or confabulated, nice, nice. <laughs> the detective walks in again. He's like. 
Uh, we just got a call that they found a dead alien. It's a real live dead, dead alien, alien yeah. body. <laughs> yeah, that's Some a- guy thinks he found a real bleeping dead alien body. And then it cuts to <sighs> Jose Chung interviewing. Oh, all the characters are great, but this might be my favorite character of the whole thing. This is your favorite. I, they're all good, but this okay, guy's just okay. like. This guy's fun. I don't even know his name, but he's just like, the first thing he says is, I want to be abducted. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't That's want a job. Intro. I just want to be abducted. That's his character intro. <laughs> I just want to get out of here and, and be abducted. <laughs> and he's like, I was out looking in the woods to try and get abducted. <laughs> Blaine Faulkner was Blaine, his name. okay. And uh, it shows him like walking through the woods and he's like, so you were looking for UFOs? Yeah, I'm trying to get abducted. And he trips over something. And he sees it's an alien. And he's like, I knew I shouldn't have called the uh, the authorities. Oh, God, this is the best. I, I, yeah, I like. I think I like him the best because of the way he sees the other people and the way he tells the story. Yeah, oh, yeah, never. dude, it's... Yeah. Because <sighs> he's like... This, the, uh, no, just go ahead, sorry. Because <laughs> he says, so the cops showed up with a couple of men in black. And in the episode, you can see the cops, detective shows up, and the men in black are Sculler, Scully and Mulder. And he's like... One was disguised as a woman, but you know, she, her hair was too red. She wasn't pulling off very well. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't. It was just too red, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, and the other one was a mandroid. He was pretty expressionless, except for when he saw the body. That's <laughs> so great. <laughs> he just goes, what? <laughs> it was completely emotionless, just staring forward, just. Bop. That was his. And I love how, I don't know if you guys noticed, but. Mulder's fucking he always wore the black suit he always wore the white shirt he always wore the black tie that was his uniform on the show (laughs) and in this one I don't know if you noticed but he had black suit black undershirt black tie just black everything (laughs) which I thought was a nice little detail and then the detective's like yep that's a bleeping dead alien if I ever saw one (laughs) oh and this okay this whole alien autopsy thing oh wait first because okay. the best part of that is like when they're, they're like, all right, let's get it. And then Scully goes up to the guy and is like, if you say anything, you're a dead man. <laughs> and she's like, what did he say I said? <laughs> yeah, smash cut back to Scully in her interview. <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> and she's like, that's ridiculous. She's like, that's ridiculous. I let him film the alien autopsy. Yeah. <laughs> And then this this was a reference. Do you guys remember this happening? Yes. Yeah, the alien life? autopsy. Yeah, the alien autopsy video. Oh, dude, I don't recall watching it when it aired, but it was the dude from Star Trek. Yeah, I think it Riker? was like Riker. Yeah, he's the one that was the host. He was like it. the narrator, the host of yeah. this show, and then they showed like shitty. <laughs> why we? Why this is so weird? It was a real TV. Well, real in quotes. Fox at the time was kind of like. The new kid in town. It was all they had at that point was The Simpsons and The X Files. Yeah. Right, right. That was th- those were keeping that entire network afloat, and uh, <laughs> it's just at the time <laughs> they needed to fill programming. I think cops did a lot of heavy lifting yeah, too on that yeah. network, but yeah. they had to f- fill the air. So they made up this story hosted by fucking Riker from Star Trek, and they showed really Jonathan grainy, Frakes. shitty VHS video of an actual actual alien autopsy and, and this was a real thing that aired that they tried to fool people with on a national they network did, they did that with a couple of things like uh alien things like didn't found they, footage it was like the before even Blair yeah. Witch found footage stuff but did they didn't this alien autopsy video exist before they did that though like it was just one of those things you hear about like 
Oh, this guy's got a copy of yeah. it. Yeah. But I like in this in this universe it was called Dead Alien Truth or Humbug. <laughs> okay. Before we get into the actual autopsy scene, uh, I just wanted to bring this up. The director of this episode, mm-hmm. guy by the name of Rob Bowman. Mm-hmm. He has done a lot of television. He's out there working, like stuff, single episodes like 21 Jump Street from the 80s, fucking MacGyver, uh, <laughs> Adventures of Briscoe, Kenny Jr. That doesn't matter. I want to talk about his filmography because he's done four movies. Mm-hmm. Something called Airborne from 93, I don't remember. That's the one about the skate Inline skating or, with yeah. Seth Green? What yeah, is this yeah. movie? You haven't seen Jack that? Black's in it? Yeah, yeah. Have it's, you guys seen it's this It's kind of like Radical. Yeah, kind of like, or of... Uh, is that what it was called? Yeah, that was the skateboard Gleaming one. Gleaming the Cube. No, they're all the same. <laughs> yeah, they're all, it's the, all same. the same movie. What was the one with Josh Brolin as a downhill skateboarder? Oh. With the Devil's Backbone? Wasn't yeah, that, that, why do we... We know a lot about this. <laughs> we might have to do an episode on this movie, I think. <laughs> I even look up that movie. Anyway, the point I'm getting at, Rob Bowman, his other three movies are the X-Files movie in 98. That's the first Checks one. out. Okay, yeah. Reign of Fire from 2002. R-E-I-G-N? Yeah. R-E-I-G-N, the one with McConaughey and Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, the, it, which was a flop, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then Electra, the 2005 <laughs> one. Oh, that, that was a flop, too. So this is the best thing he's done, is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, he also... Airborne, yeah. dude. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we didn't, I didn't see Airborne yet. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is probably... Well, he did 13 episodes of The Next Generation. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think he did some for like Millennium too and other shows. But anyway, oh God, God, I just saw as I was looking at this, the show Millennium completely forgot that show existed. So did that I. show was deleted from my memory. <laughs> All right. And this then Scully and Jose Chung start watching the video Dead Alien Truth or Humbug. Oh, gosh, she's so embarrassed. Yeah. She's like, it's all edited and all the important findings are gone. <laughs> and it's funny because the guy who's hosting the, the VHS, the, the narrator is like, Who's this shady person walking around? And it's like just Mulder from the way, the head down. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what, yeah. what, what covert government agency does he work for? And this doctor, what agency does she work for? I just love how always in the show, The X Files, they like flash their badges and introduce themselves and who they work for. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's a fun little nod to let them be like, who's this secret person? It's like we tell everybody all the time. It's not. <laughs> it's not news. But I, I also love how they're Scully's like they cut out all the important findings. And then I, in my mind, I'm like, what are they talking about? What important findings? Was there like a special alien liver? Was there parts of the ship lodged in them? Like, what did they come up with? This is and the then immediately they cut coming. to. <laughs> she's like, what did they cut to? Uh, we found a, there's a metal strip underneath here. And she's like going on for a little bit. She's like, it's a zipper. And they eventually pull off the aliens like silicone head or whatever. And it's just a human underneath. <laughs> and then the nerds like. Oh, so it's just a dead human being, and he starts gagging. Yeah, yeah. Was like, it's a dead human? Oh, oh. Was totally into the fact it was a dead alien. As soon as he's like, oh, wait, that's a dead person? Mm-hmm. And then he puked outside. And then, so they check his fingerprints, I guess, or something, and find out he's an Air Force major. And, and that was that was a fact that Mulder guessed right away. Because I guess there was a close Air Force base. I guess, yeah. So it's he's like, let me guess, someone from the Air Force. Right. Well... While Mulder does believe in aliens, he also believes in the government conspiracy. So I could see him jumping to this conclusion right away. Absolutely. He's like, if there there are aliens and the cover-up was a government conspiracy, so my entire <laughs> being is going to be about aliens and government conspiracies. Yeah, and then the Air Force people show up. Yeah. He's like, hey, they're like, he was AWOL, blah, and he's like, oh, yeah, where's the other guy? Like, he just tricks no, he's them. Like, he's, like, he's like, you can talk to the other guy who's here. And yeah. Like, oh, agent or whatever, or major whatever. 
Yeah, and he's like, oh, guess he's still AWOL. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that other guy existed because we run into him later. Yeah, he was tricking them into telling. Because he figured he wasn't alone because there was two aliens in the story that the, yeah. the guy told. Oh, so he was coincidentally at the hospital, but he... But did Mulder know that, or was Mulder just joking? This is where I got a little Mulder confused, was cause... joking, because he wanted to find out what the other guy's name was. Yeah, he was tricking oh, okay. the Air Force guy. He's like, you could talk to the other guy who came in with him. Yeah. Oh, okay, and then he just... But Mulder said that. Oh, so Mulder just assumed there'd be... T- okay. Yeah. Well, he knew there now. was two because Slowly. of all the stories that Rocky and... Yeah, there were two gray aliens, so... But then he just randomly finds him. Well, that's later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. Okay, yeah. well, did, this is my question, I guess. Did the ho- Was he already at the hospital... And then the army guy or the air force guys came and he ran. No, he wasn't there. He at wasn't all. there at all. He wasn't there, at all, but he was in a hospital gown later. No, he wasn't. Not this guy. Well, was it? Okay, we'll get to it. Sorry. All right. <laughs> were, yeah, there right. was nobody there. He tricked them into trying to figure out who the other guy with him was. Yeah. Okay. So now he has a name. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then it cuts to Bryce's room. I think is what you said his name was. Yeah. Blaine. 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 And <laughs> it's a great scene here. Because Jesse Ventura kicks down the door, and they rip open the VHS player, and just takes the thing out. And uh, do you want to tell? I know Chumpslap loves this part, so I'll let it's him. so good. <laughs> the nerds just screaming, "Roswell, Roswell!" The people have a right to know. <laughs> and Jesse the body just picks him up and does a backbreaker <laughs> and knocks him out <laughs> and just lays him on the ground. <laughs> Roswell, Roswell! And he just lays there. And then I think Trebek says, if you tell anyone, we'll kill you or something. Yeah. And then he says, he has one line in this whole thing. No, because then when he wakes, Mulder wakes him up and he says, Oh, Mulder says it. Yeah. Okay. He's like, What happened? He's like, The men in black, the other men in black took it. If I find out you lied to me, you're dead, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fantastic. I love it. It's the same line. <laughs> so then after Mulder apparently threatens Bryce, he's driving back and. Scully's like, this is where our stories become a little different. <laughs> and Mulder sees like a naked guy walking down the street and he, right. he find he knows the name of the Air Force pilot and he's like, Hey, are you blah blah blah? Jack and the guy's Schaefer. like, This isn't happening. This isn't happening. And Mulder picks him up and takes him to a diner. <laughs> and the pilot starts telling him stories of what the pilot does. Um. And it's kind of interesting. The pilot's like, basically, we uh abduct people. We take them to this these place. These doctors talk to them, and then they come out and convince they're abducted by aliens. Yeah, they're just trying to hypnotize people. Yeah, they're, just, they're doing experiment. They're doing whatever with them. I just pick him up, and he's like, flying a UFO is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, afterwards, sex seems trite. Yeah, yeah it's it gets him so fucking hard to fly a UFO. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little... That's all he can do anymore. little Easter egg here, too. When they're just sitting at the diner, the guy's got a plate full of mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing the close encounters of the third kind. Yeah, he's like, brings me a little thing. I didn't recognize that. Yeah, because then he's later, he's like, I can't tell if anything's real. I don't know if you're real. I don't know if these mashed potatoes are real. Yeah. And Mulder's like, I assure you, you're, I'm real. And he's like, I can't give you the same, the same <laughs> thing, buddy. I can't, I can't give you the same assurance. And then Mulder starts like, well, what is the reason that people do this? And then all of a sudden, the other Air Force guys break in and like, he's like, well, this is the last I'll get to see you. Yeah. And he's like, wait, wait, who's the third alien? And he goes, like, who? Lord Kimboat? <laughs> <laughs> and I love how 
Mulder's like, it can't all be memory implantation. Like, what what are you people doing with these people? Like, yeah. And then so he's like, it, up to the last second where the MPs take him away. Yeah. And he's like, don't you understand? I am absolutely convinced I was abducted by aliens. And then he's like, don't you get that? What are you getting here? Yeah. And so, yeah, Lord Kimboat. Kimboat. <laughs> it's so great. And then it cuts to the office of Scully and JC. And he's like, well, that's weird because the diner owner, I got to know pretty well when I was there. And that's not the story he told me about this night. <laughs> Dude, this is my favorite fucking part <laughs> this of the This is the life. best part. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> so Jose Chung starts recounting the story that the diner owner told him. And apparently Mulder walks in, he orders a piece of sweet potato pie and asks a question. And then after he asks the question, he orders another piece and asks another question. And he does this for the whole pie. And it's great because he's like, do you believe in aliens? And he's just eating this thing. <laughs> you ever experienced missing time? <laughs> you ever have a suspicion you've been abducted? Have you ever found a metal implant in your body? You check everywhere? <laughs> and, and at the end of it. Jose's like confused because Scully was not surprised by this story whatsoever. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you you yeah. seem nonplussed. And she's like, well, it's because of what happened afterwards. Yeah. He's, and then we get into the next part, which is also fucking nuts. But I think <laughs> the pie eating Mulder was my favorite. Part. <laughs> and sweet potato pie. I know. Not right? my first choice to eat eight slices. Of. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It's so funny, too, because when they do the cut scenes, it's just them him taking away an empty plate, putting a full one there, and him asking another random question. <laughs> so, Dr. Scientist, hmm. w- the people out there have got to know, what's your what's your pie? Like, if you had to eat a full pie, and you could pick any pie you wanted, what would it be? Oh, I could, I could house a pumpkin pie, no problem. Pumpkin? Mm. Interesting. Okay. What about you? I think... Ooh, that's a good question. I know. I know, <laughs> It's right? a toss-up. I, I would go with either... No, that's too rich. I'm going to say key lime pie. I think I can do oh, it. Fucker. I was going to say key lime. Well, my other one was a Boston cream pie, oh. but I think oh, that gets heavy. peanut butter pie would be way too full. I know. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, if I died, if I didn't eat that piece of pie and I wanted to go, then I'd probably eat the peanut butter one because it's, oh, they're so good. <laughs> so rich, though, but. I know. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you could do a whole one. But yeah, I could easily house a pumpkin. Or maybe easily. banana cream. Banana cream. I'm trying to think of something a little lighter. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> <Banana> just <laughs> meringue. Just, mer- just like old school, throw at the clown's face. It's just a tray with whipped cream in it. There you go. <laughs> Take it down. Oh, God. So then we hear... Okay, so this point in the story, Scully is recounting events that she was supposedly involved in Secondhand by Mulder. Yeah, because she doesn't remember. So this is what Mulder told her happened. Yeah, this is where we're getting. I mean, we've gotten to it a couple times here, but we're getting to like third or se- or fourth hand recalling of events that happened. <laughs> if it needed to be less accurate, I love when it, the scene starts because Mulder like sees her door open a little bit and breaks in with his gun, and he's like, "The both men in black are standing there," and he's like, "Where's Scully?" <laughs> and then Scully walks in behind him. He's like, yeah, he's just like went to ice. she went to get ice <laughs> in, in the fucking Jesse voice. Wait, I can get lower. She went to get up. No, no. She went to get ice. That's like Bentley trying to be she lower. She went to get ice. She went to get ice. She went to get ice. No, I don't got it. I don't got it. I'm sorry. That's fine. Super low. And uh, Scully's kind of like in a trance just doing, just walking around, not saying much. And uh, Jesse Ventura then goes on a little explanation to Mulder about how hoaxes are created by his government 
to muddy the waters about what's really happening with UFOs. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Which reminds me of the South Park episode where they, with the 9-11 and the pooping in the urinal. <laughs> yes. The conspiracy of the conspiracy. Right. And this is where the other man in black finally reveals himself, and it's Alex Trebek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. And I, I love when it cuts right back to Jose Chung, and he's like, it's Alex Trebek, the game show host? <laughs> and she's like, no, he just said it looked like Alex Trebek. <laughs> And the whole point is, if this is ridiculous enough, no one will ever believe you. You saw these men in black. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't see why anybody would not believe your account of what happened here today. I believe Jesse Ventura says. Yes. So good. Pride of Ottawa. Alex Trebek shows up. <laughs> You're very sleepy. Very relaxed. And then that's it. Like, that's where yeah, and Sco- Sully and she- ends her story. Yeah, and she's like, I don't remember any of it. I woke up and Mulder was in my room. She's like, I was surprised about that part. Yeah, so it was very strange. She's missing time. And she's like all confused. And then her phone rings and it's Detective Manners. And he's like, and she hangs up and she's like, that was the detective. They found your bleeping UFO. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot to write down this part. <laughs> <laughs> so then it goes to Mulder and Scully going at this crashed Air Force jet. And it's supposed to be like a oh, what's prototype kind of thing, experimental. Yeah, it's an yeah, experimental yeah. vehicle. Yeah. You know, something you'd see in Area 51. And uh, the detective and Mulder and Scully are standing there. And they eventually pull out two people. And it's the, the body they found originally and then the guy that Mulder saw. They're just there being pulled out of the crash plane. Yeah, and the detective Not actually... dressed as an alien. No. Yeah, the detective actually says, isn't that... Yeah. And then he just shuts up. He's like, okay. And then he's like, well, what are we doing here? And he's like, well, they just want witnesses to see you. And then Scully's like, and that was the ending. He's like, she's like, sorry, there isn't much closure. Mm-hmm. And then she said something along the lines of like, it, it has more closure than some of our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of <laughs> Which our I felt was a nice little nod to the fans. And then, and then it cuts to like Jose just writing, I guess, writing the book eventually. And uh, Mulder kind of stops by his apartment and he's like, Mulder goes on this little explanation. He's like, I see your publisher is, has, is run by... It goes through this like long explanation. It's a subsidiary of this, which is a part of this defiance contractor. And he's like, I believe there's a, an agenda for you to make this book. And he's like, please don't do it. <laughs> uh-huh. And Jose Chung's like, I'm going to write the book. But he's like, the only thing that'll help is if you could just tell me what happened. And Mulder's like, well, how am I supposed to know what happened? How else should I know? <laughs> yeah. Which kind of disappointed me because I wanted to hear the entire thing from Mulder's point of view, but it's kind of good. I thought that was fascinating to have, argue, like, I mean, the main characters are Mulder and Scully in the show, obviously, but Mulder is always there pushing things, and I thought it was hilarious to be like, all right, well, what's your take? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I got no idea. He's like, I don't know what happened. Air Force, something, maybe aliens. <laughs> or was, okay, so now that we're at the end, my thought process was, like, after this, there's the voiceover. Yeah. Right. And it, it's like, uh, it's like, I, a, I believe it's the ending to his book, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Yes. So are we just getting unprompt the ending to the book he would eventually write? Yes. Or, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Was everything starting at the beginning of this episode, the entire <laughs> episode, the book? How, how should I know? Oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't believe it was. I, I, I believe it actually was what they showed you like the interviews and everything and then it could be a normal x-files episode just told from a different viewpoint 
Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't know for sure that it yeah. was all the book, but I think it's an interesting question to ask because, well, though in the interviews, he does refer to Scully as Scully, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But then in the book, he changes their names. I mean, the whole episode is called Jose Chunks from Outer Space. It's like Frank Muldrake or something like that. Yeah. Fox Muldrake or Frank Muldrake. <laughs> if my theory was correct, that this entire thing was Jose Chung's book and it's called Jose Chung's from outer space like Clive Barker's Hellraiser for you yeah, people out right, there who's playing that right. but uh, if it's actually called that then that means and my theory was correct he inserted himself as the main character into his story which yeah. that's an ego thing right there but I mean it's a story of someone writing a book it is <laughs> if that's the way you want to look at it so you, huh. you think that Jose Chung could have been a made up character from the and author the author of the book could have been whomever yeah right yeah, I suppose. But I guess we'll just uh, we'll take it at face value, I guess, and say Scully was actually there. You could take it any way you want. Yeah, man. It's open to interpretation, homie. All good art is. You said it. And then, like all other good art, it tries to have a message at the end. <laughs> What's the sure message? does. Well, I mean, when he goes through each people's, what people, each of the characters in the story want from life. Mm. He talks about Bryce and how he was still hoping to get abducted by aliens, but he finally got a job. Right. <laughs> and then Rocky becomes this cult leader. For the New Age Lava Man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because the way they do it, but it's very... He moves to Hollywood and starts a cult. Right. And he's like, and sometimes life is just your job, and it's Scully, and how she does a nine-to-five thing. And, and he talks and about how Mulder can't be happy not knowing what doesn't what happens. And, and how Chrissy becomes a earth devoted hippie yeah she, she doesn't have time for she, her plant she wants to improve the world and poor old harold just wants to love somebody and find oh yeah <laughs> find meaning in other humans and that's kind of the end of the episode yeah doesn't he just say we are all alone yeah at the end yeah because chrissy's like typical yeah you just want to get laid again so what do you guys think was it actually aliens or was it uh <laughs> i think it was the uh, air force Hundred percent. You believe the Air Force thread of this story? It's hard to know. Yeah, because it's all just mind control. Maybe Rocky was just hypnotizing everybody. Rocky doing it. <laughs> He's the one that came up with Lord Kimboat. Well, no, that's the, the, well, that's that was going to be my question. Do you did the Harold and Chrissy ever mention the third alien? Chrissy does when she's no, he does. Harold Har- Harold does, I believe. Well, well maybe, that's interesting. I think they were both knocked out before the third that's alien true. even showed up. Maybe they don't ever say anything about it. Because then Rocky him. just says they were fighting the two alien races. Yeah. Which then makes sense with what Mulder was saying about, a, like, maybe Rocky saw the aliens, like, and everything up to the point where he dipped down in his seat right. was real. Yeah, because the and other... Then he, the, he just ran with the rest of it. The Air Force guys actually saw him, too, because the one who is alive mentions him. Yeah. But that think, could just be all the brainwash from yeah, the Air Force. But even he's doubting it. He says, I was probably just brainwashed is kind yeah. of what he implies the entire time. He's like, yeah, well, that's why I can't trust anything to be real. Like, how can you trust the entire whole episode to be real? It could be Jose Chung's story. Yeah, man. Reality is as... It's the beauty of the episode. <laughs> it really is. It's open. It could. We could make an argument for each, each side of this. Right. Absolutely. I am starting to think that it's all real. And the postscript was just part of the novel. Yeah. When he changed the names and said where everybody went. I think so. I'm thinking that if you had uh, took other X-Files and took them from points of view of somebody not Mulder and Scully, it would sound similar. That's fair. Yeah. 
I mean, because there's always, like, they go to these cases. It does also remind me a lot of Supernatural, where it's, like, episodic. Well, when X-Files was really episodic. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, like, go in, they talk to the locals. But if you heard the story from the locals' perspective, it'd be a whole other different thing. Like, these two assholes came into town. They were really bossy. They were very serious. <laughs> they need all the information. I made a bunch of jokes. They didn't they, go over. They disappeared, and people stopped dying after that. They hmm. left for like two days, then came back and yelled at me and blamed me for something. And I was like, dude, I was at home. <laughs> well, I think that's at least a sketch, right? The character living their life in between when Mulder and Scully show up. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Then There were some actual supernatural things in the X-Files, right? They weren't all explained away. Yeah. There was like... I wonder well, how many, like what the count is They were kind of like put on a sci-fi spin. Sort of like fringe, but not as sci-fi. Yeah, because hmm. like there would be people who had like different powers, like yeah. they were born slightly different. Yeah, because they there were things that happened in the X Files that couldn't be explained, but nothing. I don't remember anything being as crazy as like ghosts or possessions or stuff like that. No, you know what? Yeah, like more science based than right. right. Yeah, like people based. born where they could stretch their bodies and yeah, like that. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, who ate livers because he needed to. And that guy who could hypnotize people just by talking. I do remember there being a, great episode too. a black and white werewolf episode. Yes. But it, that was like a Halloween fun episode. It wasn't to be taken canon, I guess. Yeah. Who's, somebody was in that fucking famous person. God damn it. Well, Cher is in one of them, a different black and white episode. They had multiple black and white episodes? Well, the black and white episode I'm thinking of is uh, a guy is like, his kid is deformed and he try, he like takes houses over and stuff like that. It's they go and find it and then they eventually figure this out and they get like the the kid loves share. Hmm. It's a great episode too. I don't remember that at all. It was a monster what do they call him? Man, let's see if I can figure monster it out. Monster of the week episode, a standalone plot which is unconnected. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, that's like what that episode is normally called like a bottle episode or whatever. Oh, it's Tracy Bell as share guest oh, appearance. Maybe. Jerry Springer's in it. Yeah, because the one girl wakes up pregnant and says she was abducted by aliens. Oh, damn. And that's why they get called in. I want to watch all of these standalones. <laughs> yeah, because it also have the vampire one with Luke Wilson. That's who I was thinking of, yes. Thank you. Yeah, there's uh, Postmodern Prometheus. Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, that's the one with Jerry Springer. And yeah. So I know it's not a full episode. We're not going to do the whole bits at the end, but... I do have to ask you guys, does this make you want to watch more X-Files? Because for me, it certainly does. <laughs> I think I might have to put it on from the beginning and just watch through. It's hard to watch the first season. I was going to say, I, I think I tried to do a rewatch, I mean, maybe like 10 years ago. But I remember stopping shortly after the first season because the first season's dry. Yeah. it's not. I don't remember it being bad, but it's... it's. They had to have one funny one in there, right? Or didn't... They didn't, they didn't figure out the show yet. Yeah. In the first season. And it kind of... It's a lot of episodes. It's it's almost like supernatural with like twenty five episodes a season. Yeah, and they're all, aren't they more episodic too? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot just connect. Like the only ones that had to do with the main overarching story were like the first and last of each season. <laughs> oh yeah, eventually they got. I think they overcorrected a bit too far with this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because their stories involved like multiple seasons. Eventually, by the end, yeah. And uh, I I felt like there's a middle ground in there, which Supernatural did a little bit better. But which is shocking for me to say out loud. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it makes me want to go back and rewatch it, or at least maybe like hit up an ep, like a, a list online or a YouTube video, like the top ten episodes of the X Files, and just yeah, go through those. Go. 
That'd be a lot of fun. But I know for sure I never finished this series. Like, I bailed. Oh, really? You didn't watch the new ones? No. Actually, not bad. I think I remember watching the new ones. <laughs> I bailed on this show probably when Robert Patrick came in. Oh, and uh, Annabeth Gish. Yeah, it's got to be oh, like yeah. season, I want to say eight, but that is six or eight, maybe? Yeah, it sounds about right. Oh, season five is great. It has that postmodern Prometheus, and it has Bad Blood, which is the one with Luke Wilson. Nice. Yeah, that's probably when they hit their perfect stride, and then <laughs> yeah, well, they the, stopped. The description of Bad Blood is, Scullery and Mulder each recount their version of events that led Mulder to drive a stake through the heart of a Texas teenager. <laughs> God, I love those standalones. <laughs> I think Mulder got abducted at the end of season six or beginning of season seven. Yeah. So I I bailed out around there, which would have been ninety nine. So yeah, I remember this being a right. huge thing when I was in middle school. Yeah, for me, I mean. Well, yeah, I was in high school. And then the last so. season is only like I thought it was like eight or nine episodes, and it kind of tries to bring everything to a head. Yeah. And I, oh, there's a good ep. I I kind of remember the end of the uh, an episode, the last season with the episode of the Lone Gunman. Yeah, yeah, the last one. There's some good. There's some really good episodes actually. Didn't the Lone Gunman have a series for a little bit too? Yeah. Oh, like three or six episodes or something like that. Yeah. Where they predicted 9-11 before it yeah, happened? Yeah, they did, they did have an episode of uh, terrorists flying planes into buildings. I don't think it was ever released because it happened like right around That's probably 9/11. why they stopped it. Damn. That's like a big internet thing, like how that show predicted it or whatever. Yeah. You know, coincidence. But I, I see that season nine aired in 2001, and then season 10 it was in 2016, and season 11 in 2018. So there were two oh, new yeah. ones? Oh, yeah. I probably watched the 16 yeah. one then. Damn. I think I might have watched the 16 or tried to. Yeah, but then I was like, I don't remember half these people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But X-Files is great. Yeah. You should yes. watch them all. It's such a weird show. Like, not there was nothing like that on TV. No. It was ahead of its time. And also, I believe this show uh, gave What's-His-Name a job. The guy who created Breaking Bad was on yeah. this show. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. I don't uh, know. Vince, Vince Gilligan worked on this show. Yeah. He wrote, he directed some episodes. He wrote a bunch of episodes. Anyway, I just think it's funny that Vince Gilligan, oh, he wrote 30 episodes of the X-Files. He was on this show with Chris Carter, and then his next show after this was Breaking Bad. Like, it took him four years to get it made. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, there is an, also, an awesome episode, season nine, episode 15, called Jump the Shark with the Lone Gunman. Nice. Just uh, watch all the Lone Gunman episodes. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a good idea too. Hmm. And then, oh, oh my God, Tim, a guy by the name of Tim, Ma- T- ooh, Tim Manier. Tim Manier. <laughs> Tim Manier. Uh, he produced The X-Files. He also produced American Horror Story, Firefly, Angel, uh, Dollhouse, bunch all, of stuff. All-star. That they, they, well, I was looking at the director for this episode, Jump the Shark, directed some episodes of Supernatural, Star Trek Voyager. Star Trek, <laughs> Enterprise, so all, all these all these Millennium. weird shows are connected, man. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, man. You think they take place in the same universe? Yeah, yeah. This is reality. Our universe. Yeah. Man, what if Supernatural and the X Files were in the same universe? And Mulder ne- met the Supernatural boys. He'd be like, "Holy fuck! I was wasting a lot of time looking for aliens." When <laughs> <laughs> there's like demons walking around, what? That'd be crazy. Mulder would have quite a day. <laughs> I don't think he'd believe it. <laughs> This is where he starts getting being the skeptic. Yeah, at werewolves. He's like, I don't believe it. No, there's no demons. They're all aliens. You liars. That's just silly. All right, man. What are what are we gonna do for the next wild ass episode? I don't don't know. know. Let the fans decide. 
Fans got to tell us. Yeah, we got to get a poll together or something. We'll figure it out. The Beavis and Butthead do America movie. <laughs> I, I can miss that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking real-time watch of Biodome. <laughs> oh, there we go. Now we're YouTube talking. reaction vid of us watching Biodome. <laughs> for the, I assume for everybody who's just like me, it's the 30th or 40th time we're watching it. <laughs> At least. Fuck, that's a good idea. What are you, what do you guys want to see? If they wanted to have, or if they had some ideas about how we can expand our brand and do stuff and, I don't know, take fan requests or some bullshit, where would they send that email to, Sir Trump Slap? Well, send it to plottytime at Gmail. You know, that's where it goes. That's where I read them. That's where I pass on the information. <laughs> and if, if they wanted to get in touch to us faster on the socials, Dr. Scientist, how would they do that? At Plotty Time on Instagram and possibly Twitter. Is it still there? Maybe no, I don't something know. else. I don't know. <laughs> We're recording this early. It could be long <laughs> dead by now. Uh, or you can uh, stop by the Reddit. I'm pretty sure that'll still be there. Oh, yes, yeah. Hope. We all see that. Yeah. And yeah, head over there. Uh, join the poll that I'm going to put out around when this episode comes out. I'm going to try to do it the same day. Oh. But let us know if you like these episodes or if you don't. But Yeah, be kind. <laughs> be kind so uh that being said shout out to lane jj drago the slago ham man and our favorite man ever louise guzman don't trust dr scientists we'll talk to you next time peace peace, peace. Louis gooey <laughs>